Good evening, everybody that is uh, going to be tuning into the podcast on here on the Anchor and Spotify and many other platforms that is, this is also broadcast on. Um, I wanted to say thank you for all. Like I said, thank you for tuning in and for those that are about to listen to this uh, very easy teaching, but it's also hard for people to understand the meaning of it also. But I wanted to uh, clear some of this up with everybody. Um, but, uh, I was studying this the other day and I was learning about the meaning of condemnation. Um, condemnation is just another word phrase for, uh, uh, judging somebody, making them feel, uh, un- unwanted, not just unwanted also, but condemnation is just another way, like I said, of judging by, um, of people's wrongdoings and, we need to learn about this because I see this a lot in the churches, not just the churches, but I see this with people in general, um, how they feel about a certain person or even in family situations, this also does take place. Um, like I said, but I've done a lot of research about this also about condemning yourselves is also what we're going to learn about. Uh, self condemnation is not a very good thing to feel about. Um, God does not intend for his children to feel in any kind of way uh, self-condemnation. But if you're feeling any kind of, kind of way, maybe just you need to come clear with God about what personally yourself. Come with God privately with him alone and you about some of the things maybe going on with yourself within your own heart or why you're feeling certain ways. Um, no man should ever judge anybody. No, who we are to judge anybody, right? Who are we to... to um, make someone feel unworthy or unwanted and so that's just one of the things i wanted to kind of clear up because i've been seeing this going on like i said with churches with people why they walk out or why they will feel a certain way with somebody and so we need to like understand the meaning of what it also means to walk in love with people you know we need to walk in love for those who are elected those who are chosen you need to love you need to also carefully with your mouths we all need to carefully with our mouths, uh, need to be careful what we say to somebody because they can feel slight, slight, slight um, uh, self-doubt and, and uh, also self-condemned when it comes to approaching them about something. You know, we don't want to make them feel that there is uh, no room for them in, in, in a church. We need to welcome them with open arms. Yes, I get it also. It's a different also when someone walks away in such a way with anger or upset or whatever. But it's also to mean, um, in this case, uh, this is reflecting to people I've seen who walk away from ministries, who uh, in general people just have a feeling towards the church. And, you know, and this is exactly what... Um, we also got to realize that we need to watch with our mouths. We need to be careful how we come approach with people, like I said. And so uh, that's just a quite uh, slight, very quick intro about what I was talking about, what we're going to be learning about. And so, uh, like I said, if you want to get if you guys, uh, brothers and sisters and everybody that is listening, you want to go ahead and turn to your Bibles on Luke chapter six, verse uh, um 37. And so uh, before we read, before we get into this, we're going to go ahead and bow our heads. 
We're going to pray before the Lord, amen. And we're going to give thanks to God for this opportunity, for this moment, being here to listen to this podcast, to listen to the sermon. You know, like I said, the Bible's free to all those to, who come to Christ, even for those that are not not even noting, noticing in themselves that there's a change going on in their heart that will eventually get them led more to Christ. And so, let you know, let's go and bow our heads. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Amen. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you, my God. We pray right now in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, I pray for those who are listening right now, who are going to be listening later on. I pray, Father, that this topic, that this teaching will open their hearts, open their minds more to understand the meaning of condemnation, the meaning of, of also self-condemnation. I pray also, Father God, for ministries out there who have hurt people or people have been hurt by the church itself, uh, itself of some things. I pray, Father, that we all can come to the honest conclusion of forgiveness, um, <clears throat> reconciliation. I pray, Father God, for those uh, individuals out there that have been hurt in such a way, God, that just turns them away from, from your grace. But I pray, Father, that uh, those who are elected, Father God, that we are appointed to as shepherds of the flock. We are double-held accountable how we treat your flock, how we tend to your flock, and how we take care of your flock. So I pray, Father, if there be anything in our hearts that have we have done wrong to your people, Father, forgive us for we do the things that we have done. Forgive us, Father, for the offenses that we have caused towards your flock. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cleanse out the filthiness in our own hearts, in our mouths, in our minds, in our eyes to see at best. I pray, Father, that uh, we have the right heart, the right attitude, and the right spirit as we are um, <clears throat> being the exampleship of your of the flock. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that let, let there be mercy, let there be love, especially. Let us walk in love and towards one another. Let us not judge nor hate our brethren, but to love on them, to pray for them, and to forgive them, and to move on forward, Father God, together. So I pray in Jesus' name that this teaching, Holy Spirit, have your way right now in this moment. Uh, Holy Spirit, take the stand and open the hearts of your people. Open the hearts that are hardened, that were once soft and, and tender for your, for your grace, for, for, for you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that we all come to this conclusion, this, this subject to understand the meaning behind this. So I pray in Jesus' name, let there nothing be, be, but be positive in this and, 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 and your presence flow in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so let's go ahead and turn to the Bibles. And uh, the very first quick thing I wanted to read off is the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 36. And we're going to go ahead and read it uh, together. If you have your Bibles, go ahead. If you have a Bible app, free to do so also. Just tune into the Word. Amen. It's free to all those who are in need and all those who want change in their lives for Jesus in their life. So here we go. So the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 37. Sorry. And so the Bible says this, <clears throat> Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So this is exactly what Jesus quoted in, his, in, in the scriptures. This is actually written by, uh, this was actually quoted by Jesus himself about um, uh, judging somebody. You know, if you don't want to be judged, don't go and judge somebody else. Don't go pointing out other people's sinful actions just because you see a wrongfulness in their heart. 
uh, whatever sin that they're dealing with, that they're having trouble with, or they need deliverance. We are to be there. We are to love on them. We are to help them in any kind of way we can to get them to help them get past this. You know, we are not to uh, um, in any kind of way just point out their sins so quickly, so harshly, and to put down the flock. We're not to push them down and oppress them because there's already an oppressor, and his name is Satan. We are not to carry that image in the church and within ourselves. We are not to put in any kind of nation of any kind of way in people. Amen. We are not to, to disapprove them. We are to uplift them and encourage them. So that's what Jesus is telling us. Man, if you judge not, then you ain't going to be judged the same way. The way you measure, you give, man. The way, the same measurements. Amen. And so um, this is what it's also saying. You know, forgive and you will be forgiven. Man, that's one of the greatest things also that Jesus says, man, is that, you, you know, you don't judge, man, you know, let there, there always be forgiveness in the midst, no regardless. But what I'm saying is that Jesus is also telling us is that, like I said, we're in no shape and form of any way to judge. So if if we don't want to be judged in, 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 in the same way, then let's not let's not judge them also like in the wrong way. You know, it's both it's both ways. So in the outrun, just forgive and love them. Forgive and love them. Amen. Forgive and love them. That's the best way to go. That is the best way. Because judging and condemning somebody, man, you have a much more greater uh, condemnation. You have a much more greater uh, uh, thing that follows with you because of your, your decisions. Because of your uh, how, how you how you don't repent. How you don't uh, um, come to Christ with your wrongdoings of towards people, you know what what you've done, and, and especially the greatest thing also is to how we don't come to the person for forgiveness, how we don't come to them and 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 uh, and resolve it in such a better way, you know. Instead of judging each other, let's love each other, you know. Because Paul even quotes that let us let there be no judging one another, but let let, let us in this way to love them. And walk in love and encourage them and get this resolved. Amen? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be loving each other, not putting each other down because of whoever has the greater sin. Because in the end, sin is sin. You know, all sin is common to man. No sin is greater than the other. And so, uh, let's go turn to the book of Romans, chapter 14. So the book of Romans, chapter 14, and we're going to... Have some more insight on what the Word of God has to say, amen? Because this is great stuff to understand about condemnation, amen? Because a lot of people don't may not know the word meaning behind it. People just might go off like, I know it doesn't sound good. I know the word condemnation may not, it's not a good word at all, but I don't know, understand the meaning of what that means. And so I'm going to give you guys some points and some understanding on this subject because it's important in the church to know and understand and especially for those who uh, are coming to Christ and especially it's for those who are elected who are appointed who are ordained who are ministered in the church especially for those who are a part of the boards and you know you guys need to know this as well because this is also going to be held against us how we treat the flock how we come about it and especially when behind closed doors you know, we're, we're not to mouth off in any kind of way about people. 
especially of those in the pews. We are to love them. Uh, we are to embrace them with open arms, you know, just like Jesus did. We are to, you know, be there for them and to help them in their spiritual walk. You know, we are to point them to Christ and when they're new in Christ. We are to point them to, to the one and only that can forgive them, that they can come to a voice of repentance and to mean it. That's what we're called to do, just to lead them, not to press them down or because of their sinful acts or they're living in sin because of this. You know, let's not go half perceiving, but ask the right questions. Let, let us come to them in a way with love and say, hey, what can we do uh, if you're, for those that are um, in the process of getting married, for example? You know, if you're going in the process of getting married, let, let for those that are elected in the church or especially as pastors, you know, let, let us come in the way to, to ask those questions the rightful way out of, out of love and respect and the way of saying, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, I know you're living, you know, this is what's going on. You know, um, uh, I've encountered that in a recent moment. I'm not going to mention any names, but I've encountered a moment like that before. And so the thing is, is to look at that insight and say, you know, you just come out, you should come out with a little more, a uh, little more, not the way you were going to come with it. You know, you know, I've seen a lot of churches who have been hurt a lot of ways. Um, I've also been, uh, had been given the awesome advice is that, you know, if we're a church that cares for its people, if we're a church as people in general that care for one another and love one another, do whatever it takes to help them in any kind of way to to get them to move on to impress them forward you know sometimes we, we we leave them in the dark and just leave them and abandon them i've been i've been through that I, i've been through that through a church I, i've i've been uh i've been pressed down like that in a wrongful way i've been also uh um i've also taken their correction i've also taken what they had to say and and move on and and and, and see what more god has to do for me and so the thing in the moment is, is to not spit on that and put them down about it, but it's to it's to look at the bright side and say, okay, you know, you had what you had to say, and I love you, and I care about you, and thank you, Jesus. You know, amen. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I'm not saying this out of anger or out of in any kind of way. I'm not upset or angry, but it's my concern. You know, so a lot of us, you know, we, we a lot of people turn away, turn away from the faith because of, of a brethren or a person. You know, or maybe someone said something that's out of line. And you know, and and you're feeling some kind of self-condemned because of what you did. You know, but the greatest thing is to move and shake the dust off your feet and, and move forward. But walk in love. Walk in love and learn from your mistakes. You know, and I, like I said, I've been encountered with the same moment too, recently too, myself. And, and I look at the bright side and say, I got to love them. I gotta respect it, and I gotta move forward. I gotta move forward because, because if I stay stuck, I'm only condemning myself. Because if I'm not moving forward because of something that has happened to me or has been told by me, then then what am I doing? What am I benefiting for the kingdom of God if I'm not moving forward? You know, things don't just happen quickly when people point out the wrongfulness in you. When people, you know, you could be anything at a job. You know, you may not have the best experience. But you can have someone condemn you or disapprove of something of you or, or make you feel guilty in a kind of way. Like, man, like, you, you, you shouldn't belong here because of this or that. You know, you don't have experience or you're an uneducated person. You're untrained. But 
We're in no budding shape or form to make, like I said, to make them feel unwelcome. We're to embrace them and love them. So, um, point one is, uh, I wanted to, I'll give you this in a minute, but let's tune into uh, a little bits of pieces of the Romans 14 I wanted to give you. And so, um, this is exactly what the Word of God reads. And uh, uh, Romans 14, 4 tells us, Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. So this is referring to an individual as a person who comes to Christ or who is in Christ growing, in the spiritual process of growing. We are nobody to judge them because of their position, or for them even coming and stepping the foot into the building of a church. It could be anywhere. It could be in an event. It could be here. It could be there. But we are nobody in shape or form to judge them. Either because they go to or connect to a different church for themselves. Or etc. As long as they're connected fully into a church. Or to some people. It may not be a building. But it could be an individual group as a church. Who are we to judge them? Who are we to put them down? Because they turn from your church. Who are we to judge them? Who are we to put them down in any kind of way? Because they turned from your 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 your, your flock. You know, all, all flock is is belongs to God. Let's let's get that clear. The flock of God is all of God's flock. We're just appointed men for Christ to watch over them, to take care of them, to love them, and to help them in any spiritual need. It doesn't just have to be physical need, but it's also spiritual need. Unless otherwise God appoints a better direction for you to open your eyes and to see. And you see, um, God will always make a person who is feeling judged and unwelcomed in the church. Let's get this out of the open. Let's get let's get this cleared up. That there are some churches that people have some ugly hearts. We have some ugly hearts. And as, and as those who are appointed, we have to see the best in Jesus through Jesus' eyes, and to to and to pray for them, and to love them, and to help them. Like I said, to do whatever it takes to to see that soul. To see that soul shine with that light that's in their heart for Jesus. We see a lot of that stuff happen in the church with people. Oh, I've seen that person come in many times to the church. Oh, I've seen this or I've seen that. I mean, let's get it clear. It's it's It makes sense. But what don't make sense is that we're a group of people. Who have some bad conditional hearts. All of us do. Even pastors. A lot of us do. A lot of us do. I'm not saying. Oh, don't get twisted. Don't say. Oh pastor Eugene. You're, you're just pointing out everybody else. I'm not. I point myself out too. I have a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. But I'm not going to condemn myself anymore. And let myself stay in condemnation. I am not called by, by God himself to, to be stuck 
to be stuck in a position. I was called to move and evangelize and move forward in the name of Jesus. You know, a lot of us are called to serve somehow, but we are not called to do nothing. We are called to do something. And so we are not to, like I said, to, to judge anybody that is in the position of who's been ordained or etc. To, to, to judge them in any kind of way. We're nobody to point out their sins. We're nobody to say, hey, this or that. If that person knows they're in sin. But why add more to the plate on themselves? That's what causes a person to turn away. That's what causes a person to move away from a church, from a building, or from a group of people. Because there could be at least that one person who wants to point out everybody's wrongs. Not knowing that God will eventually point out the wrongs in them. So yes, you be careful what you do. Whatever measurement you do, the measurement is given back to you. Depending whether good or bad. Let that be clear in the Bible. It's biblical and it's scriptural. Let, let us open our eyes. Let us. Uh, I'm talking about all of us. We are all not right at times. And that's why we need Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. So we could have our eyes open at all times. Spiritually. Our ears to, to hear that best. And the heart to love that best. Then we never thought we could. Yes, a lot of people, a lot of us make mistakes. Brothers and sisters. We all make mistakes. One day we're going to ask, we're going to be held accountable to God. God's going to judge us for it. But, but the thing, what I'm saying is, Jesus is your way out. We are to walk like Christ, love like Christ, and think like Christ. Whatever we do is a benefit for the kingdom of His, not ourselves. And so we'll look down further. In the scripture, verse 6, and I'm going to give you a piece of it. He who eats, eats to the Lord. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. That's the wrong one. Sorry about that. Uh, verse uh, 10 in Romans 14 tells us this. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. In verse 13, I wanted to share this also, is that, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. See, what I'm saying is, what Paul is telling us, why do we judge our brethren? Why do we show contempt against them? Because in the end, look it out. Look, check this out. We all stand before God. We're all going to be there and judged by what we do. Amen? And so we look further is that in verse 13, and Paul is telling us, therefore, let us not do it anymore. We let us not practice that amongst each other, nor to anybody. Basically, let, let us not practice this in the church. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about as a people. If you want to walk like Christ and think like Christ and love like Christ, then be the example. Let us be that example. 
Let, let, let allow us to love them. Man, let's die to flesh here, brothers and sisters. And, and let's rise up as, as believers and be what we're called to do and to love people, forgive them. And we ask for forgiveness when, when it must too. We're not always right just because we're in a position. Just because we're a pastor, an evangelist, the five finger uh, of ministry and the, of the hand. Just because we're in those positions doesn't mean we're always right. We could be wrong at times. That's why we need Jesus as a, a, a pool by of, of a lot of things. We need the Holy Spirit to approve what is approved and what's not approved. What's not approved is that we have a bad heart when we continue to carry it on like that. That's un, that's not approvable. What's approvable is to change, have a change of heart and move forward. And to love the, the, the best that you can. Love that best. But it takes a man, it takes us to come to Christ. It takes a real person to come to Jesus when we're wrong so much. We need Jesus to, to fill up the the, the, thing, the wrongfulness in our hearts. You know, we, we, we need Jesus to, to, to fill that up and to uplift us. We need each other. Amen. And so uh, I wanted to go further down here is that, you know, we, let, let us not be a stumbling block to our brethren. Let, let us not stumble them and put them down. Let us not sit there and have a half half love heart and a hatred heart also and, and put and put stones upon their path to, to, to make it hard and difficult for them. Let us be there and ask questions. Let us and see what we can do to help our brethren. And for those that are coming into the church, those are coming to Christ. Who are we, man? Let me tell you what's what's very, very, very bad is that you see someone who's trying to stumble their brethren from getting forgiveness at the cross. That's bad to see somebody to do that. That that that's for that's for God forbids that. God forbids to see someone uh, turn away, uh, uh, see someone make that brethren turn away from him. You know, it's not that person that, that walked away is out of line. It's you. It's us that is out of line. Amen. I mean, we got. I, I looked at myself, and a man. There are some times I have hurt people. I may have said some things that have made them feel unease, and I had to. I had to. Examine my own heart for my wrongdoings. And I had to learn how to like forgive myself also to, to move forward. I was still called to, to, to serve the purpose of Christ. Amen. And 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 and, and we're in no shape or form in any way to turn anybody away from Jesus. We, we we are called to lead them to Christ. And Christ will heal that heart. Christ will fill up that, that, that void in that person's heart and the person's mind to be free, not a slave. I mean, that's what religion does. Religion, as the Pharisees practiced, they may feel people unworthy, uneased, unwelcomed, 
made them feel dirty all the time, always putting them down and, and oppressing the people of God. Let us not carry in any such way that image to make anybody feel condemned. And I will give you here shortly the meaning of condemnation. This has struck my heart because there are times, have I done this before? Makes me wonder. And, I, you know, and those are my personal, that's my personal background between me and God. What I've done, what I've done to people, and what have people done to me. But in the outrun, is there going to be love and forgiveness in the end? And so, in verse 15, uh, Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one whom Christ died. What does that mean? That means, man, if your brother is grieved by what, by what you're, 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 you're telling him, you're coming at him and approaching him with wrong food. You're, this is a spiritual meaning. Your, your food is what, what you put out. What does Jesus say? Uh, what goes in the man, man's stomach is not what defiles the man, but what comes out of the man is what defi defines him, that defiles him. Man, that, that, that's what defines you. What comes out of your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. That's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus quoted. Because out of the heart proceeds what? Evil thoughts. So sometimes we, 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 don't, we don't think. We don't stop and think and observe before we speak. We just say what we say. So you get our point out there. Sometimes we don't know if that brother or sister is grieved. About what we're saying to them. Putting them down. Condemning them. Making them feel like I said. It all comes back to that. And we see that going on here. And that's what Paul sees going on here. In the church. As people. Towards the making bad exampleships. Some other public little people out in the world. That are coming to Christ. That are interested in coming to Christ. And they see this from afar. And it, it makes them say. Nah I don't want to. Because of that, because of this, what happened, I've seen that. It's, it's harder to win them over to Christ because of such exampleships. How we put it out. And so, we are not to hurt anybody with the food that comes out of our heart. You got to make sure you're producing the right fruit to offer that to somebody else. We have to make sure that we have the right fruit. Of Christ. It's love, peace, joy. And the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit. Amen. Galatians chapter 5. And so. Down here further. You know. What I also want to tell you guys. Here hold on a second. Um, uh, let's see here. Sorry about that. Sorry, I'm pausing here in a minute. <laughs> and so, uh, okay, so, okay, I got it now. Sorry about that. I wasn't, I need glasses. So pray for me that I get some glasses here soon. And so, uh, Romans chapter uh, 14, verses 22 and 23. So let, let, let's uh, get the self-condemnation out here too as well. And so, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself 
in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith, for whatever is not from faith is sin. So what does this mean? You know, have you ever had doubts in any such way about your salvation? About all, have you ever had doubts of in a way of, of of thoughts about coming back to Christ or 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 you know you don't know how to make a choice or a decision, so you stuck in the doubtfulness in your head where Satan is the cause of that. Satan will pour into your thoughts, even use people to make you feel that you know you, you should self-condemn yourself. There's a saying where people want you to succeed, but in the outrun, they don't want you to succeed. It's like a two-faced version. And, and we see that here as well. Um, happy is he who's not, who does not condemn himself in what he approves. So what does that mean? I'm going to go to 1 John chapter 3, 2-11. Let's see what, 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 what more to it does it say. Amen. And so first John is the let's see here. Uh, I think it's almost at the very end. Okay, first John what? Oops, sorry about that. Uh first John three twenty one. First John three twenty one. Okay, so it says this beloved, if our hearts does not condemn us we have confidence toward God so that what that means you have faith as a mustard seed that begins to increase and expand in your life that shows how much and how much trustworthy you have with God how much you trust him how much you follow him how much you obey him how much you you come clean with him there is the greatest relationship there that you could ever possibly have. What it also shows is that to not uh, happy as he did not condemn himself is don't beat yourself up continuously about things that you've done. When Christ has died for your sins, has set you free, then your faith in him is supposed to increase. It's supposed to remain in him. You're supposed to have the confidence that you have in him. And nothing more further. The relationships with Christ, they're supposed to be strong in your life. If there are some of us who feel in ways like, I don't know, I don't know, I have had doubts, I have doubts, I don't think Christ can forgive me. Man, this or that, I've done this so much, Pastor Eugene. Uh, man, like, well, I've been hurt by the church, you know, I don't know about it anymore. It makes me question about my faith. So, in the end, you know, when we're condemning ourselves, when we're self-condemning ourselves, because we're living uh, by not moving forward, but we're backwarding. We're going right back into sin. So therefore, it's no, it's no longer faith, it's sin. So basically, faith and faith alone is in Christ. But if we're turning our faith to something else because of something happening in the building of a, of a church... Or as a people, and we see a poor soul who's self-condemned with doubts and hurt and pain because of his 
the things he questions within himself. Have we ever been there? Yes, I agree. I've been there many times. I don't think I can come back to Jesus because of this, because of that, you know, because of this person. And it made me feel unworthy. But I knew the consequence if I was to stay self-condemned. If I was to put myself down, condemn my own self. Because what does the Bible say? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, basically. If you're in Christ, there should be no, you shouldn't be no self-condemning yourself. You learn from your mistake. Repent truly. Come to Christ, like always, with God. And repent truly. Confess before God. And let God know your mistakes. And what you've done. Come clean out in the open with God. That's between you and God. Nobody else. Not the pastor. It's, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not between him, you. It's not between them all, you three. It's between you and God. And if you feel that you trust someone, you can come along the side and, and, and bring up what you just went through, what you did. That's, that, that's your choice. That's up to you. Between whoever you trust. Amen? And so, uh, before, uh, I got to close here soon. And so, uh, um, don't have doubts. Amen? Don't have doubts about what happened. Move forward. You know what you're doing. You know some of your wrongs, some of your sins, where you're, where you're at in Christ. But God will always forgive you and love you. But don't abuse the grace. Amen? Live in that grace. Live in the favor of God. Live in that. Walk in that. And bring that all to others to know what Christ and the works that God has done in your life. So that is what draws others to Christ also to have the same thing. And so uh, the points I wanted to give you. The point one is this. Uh, we do not decide the individual's punishment. So what I'm trying to say is that we don't decide how we should punish people, how we should put them down, what should we do to them. We're in no shape or form to say anything like that to people, especially the flock of God is all. And so point two, uh, we do not condemn others. Condemning others means to express an unfavorable, adverse judgment on indicate strong dis. Approval of censure and censure to pronounce to be guilty, sentenced to punishment, to condemn a murder to life, imprisonment, to give grounds or reason for convicting or censuring his acts, condemn him. So basically, also what I what I gave you that definition because uh, that's the other meaning of condemn condemnation. When you begin to express an unfavorable thing about somebody. We're in no shape or form to do that to anybody. We're in no bit in shape or form to, to indicate a strong disapproval about somebody as well. We're not to punish them. Like like what the way a judge would do to a murderer. Or a family would, you know, have them pay the price to make them feel in such a way where they, they can't live with themselves. The Christ is in that that person in that jail cell. Using an example for a murder is that Christ still loves that murder. We've seen multiple stories in the Bible. Moses was a murderer and a stutterer. And God still used him and loved on him. But we're nobody in shape or form to make them feel like they should stay in that punishment forever. That's where they create self-doubt and, and self-condemnation. That's where it begins to come to. 
to where they feel they push the Bible away and say, that's not for me because of all the things I've done. And so, um, point three is do not condemn yourself. Uh, what does that mean? Like I said earlier, you know, happy is the man who does not condemn himself in what he approves. What, but he who doubts is condemned over. Uh, but he who doubts is condemned. Uh, if he eats because he does not eat from faith, whatever is not from faith is sin. So, the, the conclusion is this. What, what, what are you going to do, brothers and sisters? What, what are we going to do to make a change? You know, we, we do, we, you know in reality, we got to stop condemning others and ourselves. We've got to walk in love. We've got we to love each other. Forgive each other. We can't. And man, let me tell you something. In self-condemnation, there is no peace. There is no movement. There is no revival. We have to forgive at our best to, to move forward. We have to come to God clean and stop repeating the same mistakes. We're to look at some of the things of spiritual advice from our, our leaderships, those who know they're really, really walking in Christ, who see the best, who love at its best, and see what's with its eyes at, at, at its best. You know, and, and uh, we're to take that counsel and, and to move forward with it. Regardless, no matter what. If it comes with concerns, you know, we, you know, I've seen a lot who come, come with the concerns of, I feel this in your life, and, you know, brother, I love you and I care. Let's move forward with that. Let's take that in and all in and say, okay, I, I understand. I understand I need to move on and I need to... I need to like get past this. You know, though and able to get past it, man, you gotta walk in love. You gotta you gotta have Christ filled. Christ is the only way that can get you past this. Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever sin that you've committed, it's causing you to move the other direction. Man, you need to stop and think and observe. Go to your word, go to the word of God and read and read. Look for the answers. You'll find what you seek. Turn to Christ. He is your answer. And so that's all that I have to say during this uh, whole thing. And so I wanted to go in closing. Don't want to take much too of your time, but I thank you for those that are, are listening, those that are watching uh, uh, on this. So thank you for tuning in to the, to the podcast. I appreciate it. And I'll have another one in store uh, coming on Sunday. I'll have a sermon uh, teaching on Sunday for y'all to listen to. And, you know, I know how much difficult it is in these times of pandemic still. The whole COVID process going on still. And so I will do what I do, whatever I can, my best, at my best to, to stay tuned into the Word of God and to feed y'all that are in need. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. And let's go ahead and bow our heads before the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's give thanks to God. It's the same thing what you would do in a meal. When you would eat, you would give thanks to God. But let's give thanks to God for the food that we eat that is spiritually filled in our lives. Amen. And um, Heavenly Father, we come before you, my God. I thank you for this awesome teaching, God. This awesome explanation about condemnation and self-condemnation. I thank you, Father, for those that are listening, those that are going to be listening and tuning in later. 
I thank you, Father, for them. Uh, this is what's going to keep me going, God, is to continue to press move on and move forward for, in your name. So I pray in Jesus' name, whoever is this for, God, I pray that they would take it all in and learn it and study it and, and, and practice this in their life to, 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 uh, to, to love more and to, and to walk in forgiveness and not condemnation nor self-condemnation. I pray that they would choose the right fruit in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen and amen. So thank you for tuning in. You guys have an awesome rest of the evening and the rest of the good, good night. And shout out to the Middle East and to the other countries that are on the uh, as the listeners of the podcast. Thank you and uh, shalom. May the Lord's peace be with you always. Amen. And you guys have a good rest of the day.